Star News. I'm Phil Cross, the co-director of the Epic News Network, a journalism program for the students of Epic Charter Schools. Joining me today, Max, Solomon, and Johanna. We're talking about the big news headlines for this week. And kind of one of the biggest things that has been happening this week is that testimony before Congress from the Facebook whistleblower. Facebook obviously owns not just their site, but Instagram and uh, other companies. The testimony is that, you know, Facebook knew that it's was creating a product that was uh, targeted to teenagers and it was known to be addictive. Um, I think it could be addictive because there are like this. I mean, sometimes people just like like to see stuff that are like that maybe like going on or see what's going on for everyone else. And I just, I don't, I don't really know how to approach this, but I just, I think it, I think it could be addictive. Um, I also think it could be addictive if use of it isn't, um, there isn't a limit for its use. One of the comparisons that I've seen uh, recently is comparing Facebook to big tobacco. And long before you guys were born, uh, tobacco products were much less regulated. Uh, and you would even have, you know, advertisements say four out of five doctors recommend you smoke our brand of cigarettes. And it's going to calm your nerves and do all these good things. Uh, and then we started to learn that uh, tobacco companies knew that their product was addictive, that you once you started it, it was hard to stop. Uh, that it caused health issues. Uh, is is that a fair comparison, big tobacco to Facebook or social media? Um, I think there are some truths to that comparison, for sure. Uh, it's not just Facebook, of course, but this being the prime example at the moment uh, makes sense because of all the disinformation and uh, problems that have been shared through Facebook facebook and uh for a big part of it uh a large part of it is that uh, facebook hasn't done, had um took many opportunities to try and stop it i i think so but it's kind of hard to gauge it since social media is more influential on mental health than physical health and we even now we still have the kind of stereotypes around mental health and how it's kind of put on a back burner for something that's important. So I think, yeah, it is, it can be as addictive as tobacco, but it isn't going to be taken as seriously as tobacco. Should it be taken as seriously as tobacco? I, I think so. Since since mental health is very important, like there are even some that things that show mental health affects physical health, and you know you just don't you don't work the same way you would if you are in a good state and. If social media is a large influencer on that, then it certainly should be something we are focusing on. And when we talk about mental health, one of the things that was revealed before Congress and in some of these leaked studies that this whistleblower provided found 17% of teen girls say their eating disorders got worse after using Instagram. 
32% of teen girls said they felt bad about their bodies, and Instagram made them feel worse. UK study found that 13.5% of UK teen girls in one survey say their suicidal thoughts became more frequent after starting on Instagram. So Facebook was aware of this information and didn't share it with their shareholders or the public. And like you said, John, mental health is so often hidden and stigmatized that it's not as obvious if someone's having suicidal thoughts as it is if they're developing lung cancer and ending up in a hospital, right? If we know all of this now, is it as simple as saying kids don't use Facebook or is it is is there a need for more government regulation um i think it i think it actually could be a little bit of both because like obviously parents have the power to tell their children that they can't use instagram but if they decide that they that if they decide to continue letting them use that use instagram or things like that then i think that the government should also like do things to prevent prevent thing i think they should make it to where like suicidal thoughts and all those all those types of things like mental illness and all that i think they should make it to where it can't be elevated because it is obviously it's a, they're very influential platforms and when they're when they're used the wrong way that can be very very dangerous you seem to be kind of echoing the thoughts. We're looking at an NPR article on the kind of the takeaways from this from uh, subcommittee chair Senator Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut, who says Facebook exploited teens using powerful algorithms that amplified their insecurities. I hope we will discuss as to whether there is such thing as a safe algorithm. Probably before you knew that, you know, Facebook and you know started out with. If you post something, it shows up in, in, a, in a timeline. So as everybody posts, it just shows up. And then to monetize that, the company started using these computer programs that said, oh, if you're looking at this, then you probably would like to see more of it. And you, should, you might also like to see this product or this person's post more than you would like to see just you know, the random stream of pet or you know, kid pictures from somebody else. Is there a way to regulate algorithms or, you know, can there be a safe algorithm that puts information out there? I think I think um, a good step in the right direction would be for these algorithms to not just uh, count interaction as positive. You can interact with something. Uh, a lot of times there's this thing called uh, anger clicks. You click on something because it makes you angry and you want to know more about it because you're curious about uh, the problem that's being presented. However, a lot of algorithms uh, in cases like these will say, oh, well, if they clicked on that, they must want to see more of that. Uh, That is something that I think uh, should definitely be uh, looked into and can try to be more controlled. And... uh, a large part of it, uh, with this case on Facebook, when it comes to machine learning and algorithms like these, they adapt as they go. So in many ways, uh, Facebook doesn't know how its algorithm works, but there are clues that they can look at to uh, see. They still, in a way, do know how their algorithm works, but in ways they also don't uh, because the 
machine teaches itself. And at that point, we start to get into a little science fiction uh, becoming science fact with the machines, you know, and computers starting to learn how we think and how we operate and how to best uh, manipulate our emotions, which can be a little scary if you start to think about it. Let's move on to our other topic. John, you ran across an interesting article this week that you sent me. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you were reading about on Mars? It wasn't so much just that article, but just the whole concept of the idea with uh, Elon Musk specifically being a big part of this, uh, colonizing Mars. Uh, in, in that article, though, uh, it had a quote from uh, Elon Musk that said, uh, the human race shouldn't be a one world uh, species. So uh, I was thinking we could discuss the implications and uh, impacts and uh, problems and benefits that may come with uh, colonizing another planet such as Mars. It's it's a complicated matter to discuss since when since thinking about our solar system there isn't really other planets we can um, live on they would have to be like we would have to be in the modified state of of um to live in there but also kind of brings up the argument that if we allow ourselves to try to find another place to live, we're going to end up ignoring more our our lives on Earth and how we should take care of the Earth, which is whether or not we are able to, to colonize another planet. I mean, I agree. I mean, I think that because of the because of the state of most of the planets in our solar system it's going to be extremely hard to find a find a planet that we can colonize and if we can colonize it it's going to be a it's going to take a long long time to do so and i just think that i think maybe we should like i think we should like try and work towards possibly colonizing a planet in case something ever happens that might threaten the earth like just just so we can like at least have maybe a head start just so that we can possibly colonize another planet but at the same time like that that's pro- the, the chances of that happening is like very slim and i think we should just i think we should give we should focus at least a little bit on it, but we should also focus on like what's going on on Earth as well. Max, what about you? I want to stay here. Don't feel like going to Mars, do you, Max? No. Well, you just start thinking about all of the complications that come with living on Mars. This This idea has been around for a long, long time, uh, science fiction and all that. But when it comes really down to the science of it, uh, there's a lot of factors we have to consider. Uh, 
the atmosphere, whether it can be changed, um, the ability to plant uh, crops, uh, is there water there? Um, and of course, no human has been to Mars yet, so uh, we have relatively limited information when it comes to going to Mars. So if we were, uh, when you think about it, it's like uh, going to a different country uh, and preparing for going to a different country when all you have is a picture of one place on that planet or not planet, but one picture of that other country. Uh, there are going to be un unforeseen things uh, if we ever do make it to uh, Mars. For instance, we don't really know for certain what's under the surface. All we have are pictures from uh, rovers and things like that. So there's, uh, when we get there, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of research to be done. And it sounds like everybody's kind of also on the same line that Johanna is, is while it may be nice to think about or have a plan, we don't need to let that overshadow our obligations to this planet and dealing with taking care of our neighborhoods, taking care of each other, kind of relates back to our Facebook discussion and making sure we're taking care of our mental health and those around us. Those are all big, big issues that we all need to tackle and maybe we need to make sure that we get those under control and, and make the best life possible for us here and then consider whether or not we need to stay limited to this one planet when with that we are about out of time for today's episode for john max solomon and johanna i'm phil cross for teen talk news and we'll talk to you next week